Good morning, church. He is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said to Jason this morning, this is like the Super Bowl Sunday for Christians, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, is we celebrate the risen Christ every week, every every day. day. Yeah. Praise God. We celebrate the resurrection every day. It is the thing. It is when death was defeated. It is when we were given the opportunity to know the Father and to step into eternal life. That's right. Eternal life is a reality. It's the real deal. Yes. This week, uh, we went home to spend time with Jason's dad, and we were talking, and um, we were talking about the reality of eternal life and how when when you know the Lord, when you walk with Jesus— You step out of this life and into the next life, and it's a seamless transition. There is no fear. And we were talking with our kids about how we'll see pop-up in a little while, and maybe a few decades, but it's just a little while. And in the meantime, it'll be awesome for him. We would never deny him that. And she said, Mom, if that's so true, if it's so real, why don't Christians celebrate more when someone passes? Mm, Come on. And I said, because we need to meditate on that truth. That truth has become more real to us than what the world knows. That's right. So it's Resurrection Sunday. Amen. And we are going to celebrate. We are. Amen. Well, stand with me. We're going to do a call to worship together, and we're going to get into worship. I know we say, you know, the altar is, is open after we do communion, but guys, the altar's always open. Can we make that clear and make a clarification there? The altar's always open. You feel the Holy Spirit moving on your heart. You just feel like you want to come. We got a cross up here this morning. You just want to come and worship Jesus, man. Just do it. Just do it today, okay? We're going to read out of Luke 24 uh, together. Uh, Grace, you want to pull that scripture up? We're going to read verse 6, I believe verse 6 and verse 7 together in the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you, we praise you, we glorify you, we give you all the honor. Today, Resurrection Sunday, we worship you for what you've done. We give you all the honor, all the glory. In your precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's worship. He's worthy of our praise. God, you are worthy. Jesus, you are worthy of our praise. I was reading this morning in Luke chapter 24. And after Jesus rose up (laughs) from the grave, There were two men walking along a road, and he came and walked with them. These were men who knew him. They had spent time with him in the flesh. Do you know how excited I am for that? So excited. Spend time with Jesus in the flesh. I'd be like, (laughs) oh, I've been waiting. (sighs) These men had spent time with him in the flesh, but as he walked with them 
as the risen king, they did not recognize him. They walked with him a ways, a long ways. They spent time with him and they didn't know, they didn't know who this man was who was speaking to them. And he asked them, what, what are you guys talking about? And they said, haven't you been here? Haven't you been around? Don't you know the things that are happening here in this place? They convinced him to stay the night with them. And so they get, they get to where they're going and they sit down to have a meal. And Jesus sits down and he took the bread and gave thanks and he broke it. And he began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Where is Jesus? Do you recognize him? I've been saved since third grade, but oh, I didn't really know him. He was with me all along because he doesn't leave us. He is the faithful one. I pray this morning as we come to the communion table and we take communion, that all of our eyes are opened and that we recognize him. This isn't religion, y'all. This morning, someone said, you know, at work, if someone swears or does something, they're like, ooh, she's religious. I was like, "Mm mm-mm, no. And I saw a meme this week that said, religion hated Jesus so much that it crucified him. Wow, that's right. Jesus is relationship. As real as this relationship. As safe as this relationship. And if your marriage isn't safe, then it's safer than that. It is safer than that relationship. It is the safest. It is the purest love. As we come to the communion table this morning, I pray that your eyes are opened to see Jesus. There's three tables in the sanctuary. Whichever table you're closest to in general, the center aisle, you come to the center and go to the back table and then circle around to avoid like the traffic jams. Side aisles tend to come forward and circle around. And there's two cups. So you just pick it up and your juice is on the top and the crackers kind of on the bottom. We're going to move to to get our communion elements and you're going to hold on to them. And when you get back to your seat, we're going to come back up and we're just going to pray together. Um, We're going to pray for blind eyes to be opened. Amen. Mine, my blind eyes. That's right. Jesus, what part, what, what am I not seeing? Mm. Show me. Mm. What am I not seeing? And we're going to take communion together. So let's, let's move now and get our communion elements and hold on to them. You know, before we walked up here, Liz leaned over to me and says, you have anything? I said, well, I've got nothing specific, but I have a scripture. (laughs) And then she walks up here and gives the exact scripture that I have planned to read to you guys before we take communion. So isn't it amazing how the Holy Spirit works? The Holy Spirit has something to say this morning, and he wants you all to hear it, whether it's coming from me or coming from her. It's coming this morning, amen? It's coming from him through us, that's right. The specific verse says this, as now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them. With them. We're at the table with him this morning. 
with him. He took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. And it was then, the Bible says, then their eyes were opened and they knew him. Not just eyes open, because we, a lot of us can see different things. But there's a difference between seeing and knowing. There's a big difference between I can see this person, I see Sergio, but do I know Sergio? The question this morning is, you may see Jesus or know of Jesus, but do you really, really know him? Do you know him? Deep on the inside, in your heart. Do you know Him? So we're going to pray this morning for our eyes to be opened and to know Him. To know Him more than we've ever known Him before. Heavenly Father, we come to You this morning. We thank You for Jesus. And Jesus, we thank You for Your sacrifice. For Your body broken. For Your blood shed. So, Father, we ask that through the power of your Holy Spirit, that our eyes would not just be opened, but that we would know you. That we would know you so deeply, so intimately, that this relationship is the bedrock of our lives. And we thank you for making that a possibility. What you did on the cross... And then more importantly, what you did on Easter Sunday. Defeated death. Defeated the grave. You are risen. We thank you for it. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, We had given thanks. He broke it. And he said, take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Lord, we worship you this morning. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for paying the price that only you could pay. We give you all the honor and the praise and the glory for you truly are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all in Jesus' name. Stand with me as we continue to worship. Again, the altar is open. If you want to come and do business with the Lord, you are more than welcome to do so. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We exalt you this morning. We exalt you. We worship you. Lord, we remember how much you love us this morning. No matter our past, no matter our morning this morning on the way here, you love us. And we thank you for it. Oh, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He is worthy. (laughs) It's so hard to transition out of worship for us. I think you all know that by now. It just goes on and on. It's so hard to transition out of his presence and into logistics. Mm. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'll pray for you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe we're not ready yet. (laughs) Rich Rich isn't helping. Come on. Rich isn't helping. Hallelujah, Lord. You are worthy of it all. all. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Pour from you all things. Yes, Lord. Into you are all things. When we begin to see him rightly, our burdens are lifted. When we magnify Jesus, we see him we see him as he is, higher, stronger, bigger than all things. There is nothing he cannot do. There is nothing that can separate us from his love. And you get into that man, you do. You just have to keep worshiping and keep shouting. I got candy over in Kid Corner, so at some point, my kids know it, and my kids know it, so they're like, God is good, praise God, let's get to the sweet, the sweet candy that God made, the sweet candy that God made. Amen. I feel better about moving on now. Okay, me too. I didn't feel good before, but now I feel better. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to move into a time just to greet one another, um, say hi to one another. 
If you are an ECF kid, you know Kid Corner. You can go and grab your sermon bag, your sermon notes, and there's also a little treat over there. Parents, in the little Easter basket thing, there is a make-your-own bookmark. There's three chocolates and an organic lollipop. I'm telling you that because if you don't want your kids to have one of those things, be mindful that they're going to go over there and get them. So um, I just want to let you know. It's just a little treat for them. Uh, Ackerman kids, don't eat it all at once. All right, you're not allowed. Uh, If this is your first time with us, we welcome you. Um, We welcome you on this Resurrection Sunday. Hey guys, I haven't dismissed you to greet yet. Not done. If you're a regular attender, you already know everything I'm going to say. But if you're a first time guest and you're talking, I mean, if you're talking a regular attender, the first time guest can't hear how nice I'm being. If you're a first time guest, (laughs) if you're a first time guest, we are excited to have you with us. On the back of your seat, there's a connection card. Um, that connection card, you can put as much information about yourself as you'd like or as little, um, but we just like to know that you were here. That connection card then can come up and go into one of the offering buckets during this break. It gives you, if you're an introvert, and I know you might not think that I am because I'm up here, but I am. So what I would do is I'd get that card and I'd focus really hard on filling it out so that no one would say hi to me. That's what you do during the break if you don't want to talk to people. You fill out that card or close your eyes like you're praying. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, And also offering buckets. If you have an offering this morning, here is where you give it. All right, let's greet one another. All right, church family. I always hate to make you guys wrap up. But I always tell a little story while I'm waiting for everyone to get to their seats. I'll tell you, mention there's candy in Kid Corner, and it, seriously, it was like a stampede over there, which I love. They're all so sweet. All right. I remember when some of my kids were little, some of them still are little. For those of you who are visiting, we have eight children that we had on purpose. That's a lot. Like, it's a lot of kids. Seven girls and one boy. And we were in the car once, and one of the kids asked me, Mom, which is better, organic pretzels or an apple? And I'm thinking, how do I answer this? And I said, well, an apple is better because God created the apple. And man created pretzels. And even if they're organic, the apple is better. So then there's a pause. And from the way back of the van, I think Lila was four. Hey, Mom, Satan made candy, didn't he? I was just like, well, feels that way when you have it in your system. But no, honey, Satan didn't make candy. Men made candy. Uh, So that's my funny candy story. Okay. See, I just always tell a story just to get everyone kind of settled down. All right, uh, first announcement, baptism service is April 18th. Uh, there's a sign-up on the back table. We have a lot of kids getting baptized. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be emotional. Um, and if this is your first time, you can see, man, we're an excitable duo. Uh, <laughs> we get excited. We're an excitable church. We get excited about the things that matter. Um, and it's always about Jesus. It's always about Jesus that we get excited. So uh, it'll be a great service. That's April 18th. If you have never been baptized and that is something you want to know more about, I believe there's papers on the back table too that are entitled Why Water Baptism. Um, it's a great paper. And also Jason and I are um, happy to answer questions or talk with you uh, to help you make that decision. Um, so that's April 18th. Uh, Wednesday night prayer and worship. It's 
it's happening currently every Wednesday here in the sanctuary. It's a real laid back time of prayer and worship. You come, you do your business with Jesus and you know, whatever that business may be, uh, whatever, however he leads, but it's, it's a really good time of prayer and worship and just kind of soaking in his presence, uh, without rushing into logistics, right? That's awesome. So that's Wednesdays at 6.30 here in the sanctuary. Uh, coming up, a young adult small group is starting on April 13th. That's a Tuesday. Uh, and it's going to be running like second and fourth Tuesday. Sydney Moore, who was right here this morning, uh, super awesome, super laid back, super easy to be with, um, and, and awesome at just being, being with Jesus and leading uh, with Jesus. So she's going to be leading that up. Oh, look at, there's a slide. That's helpful. 18 to 28 or by invitation. So if you are 30 and you've been invited, well then come. Uh, don't disqualify yourself uh, from fellowship and from a good time in the word just because of an age limit. So um, that's 6 to 8 p.m. up in the Rose Center. And I think that's all. That's all I have. All righty. All right. Um... Oh man, so much to do. What should we do first? Let's pray over the uh, let's pray over the tithes and offerings, and then someone has a testimony they're going to share. We, you know how much we love testimonies, amen. We love testimonies. Uh, it is Resurrection Sunday, and this has a resurrection theme to the testimony, and so it's something I think everyone needs to hear, and it's going to be really great. So let's let's just pray over our tithes and offerings this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. For every gift, every giver, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are Lord over our entire life, every part of our lives, including our finances, our relationships, our marriages, our children, our work, our jobs, all of it. So we give it all to you, Lord. We trust in you and you alone, and we thank you for the price that you paid on the cross. We love you and praise you. And Father, I just pray over this testimony and over this message this morning that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you have for us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Joanna, you want to come up here? Just remember you gave me the mic. I know. I know. We've talked about this. We did talk about this. My, my mother always said you're going to be up there one of these days. And Jason's going to hand you the mic or you're taking it from Liz. So I'm here. Yeah. Take us away. <laughs> now, this is, this is, first of all, glory to God, 100%. Mm. Glory to God, and I am just privileged that I was able to be there when it happened. Um, just trying to, it's, it's, it's difficult because it's still so fresh, Ooh. and it was over a week ago, but um, we were, me and my husband were just out front of our house, and basically, I'm going to give you a pretty trim on this. It, uh, we heard a call for help from a neighbor. And I sent my husband next door to get the other neighbor, and I went across the street to the neighbor's home. Um, we're not best friends or anything by any means. Um, I just knew I needed to go. And I went into the home and was directed to where this person was. They were lying on the bathroom floor. When I looked at this person, and I was explaining to Jason, I have never in my life thought I would look death in the face. But there on the floor in front of me, I saw death. And in my head, instantaneously, I was like, no, 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 not today, Satan, not today. And I tapped this person's leg, and I said his name a couple times, nothing. And I put my hand on him. I don't know if some of you will find this hard to believe. I didn't even yell. 
<laughs> I calmly just said, in the name of Jesus, the person's name, wake up. Thank you, Lord. And I looked at this person again, and I swear to you, they, they stopped breathing. I was like, not today, Satan, not today. And I put my hand on him again, and I said, in the name of Jesus, wake up. Three times I did this. The third time, I could hear the paramedics coming, and I was like, Lord, you know, like, he's still not moving. And we ha I had to leave. Trust me, it is a very small space. I don't know how we all got in there. Because his, his father was there. His, the mother was behind me. This person's laying on the floor. My husband is in the hallway. And if any of you knew my husband, he's not a small man. So we left. Me and my husband left the room. And we were in a, a different room for a moment. And we both looked at each other and knew that it was just time for us to leave. Because there's too many people there. Now, this is in a ma matter of like five to ten minutes this all happened. We went back over to our home, and we were on the front porch, and I'm not kidding you, this person walked out of their house. Come on. Like, walked down the steps. He had paramedics on both sides, but he walked to the ambulance. Come on. And they put him on the gurney and took him to the hospital. I'm going to tell you, I have never in my life seen death, and I know that's what I saw. But our God, as great as he is, gave me the privilege right. to bring Jesus Amen. into that home Amen. and put, my, put the king's hand Hallelujah. on that Hallelujah. person. I have no idea what's going to go on except that when the king touches you, Amen. your life has changed. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe that I'm going to come back up here. That's right. And I'm going to tell you a story about how this person came to Jesus. Hallelujah. How the whole family did it. And Ruth had Amen. said that, and my other sister said that when we talked about it. Remember, you were not the only one there. Hallelujah. He's not, that's not, he's not the only one that received that day. And I was that's like, right. praise the Lord. But yeah, I, it was glory to God. It was an awing moment. I still Chills. can't. Yeah, because I'm like, you, you let me do this. Ooh. But church, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. We are his hands and his feet. If I didn't be his hands and feet, I don't that's want to right. know what happened. That's right. And that's what makes me want to be his hands and feet. Amen. I don't want to know what would have happened if I didn't do what I was supposed to do. That's right. And I'm just blessed that, you know, I always say, you always say he doesn't have favorites. Well, I'm one of his favorites. That's right. Okay. That's you can right. be too, but I am one of them. Amen. And I will continue to Amen. do do because it was such a pleasure and an honor to Amen. serve the Lord. Amen. It was. Amen. Glory Thank to you. God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. That's right. Resurrection power. Miracle working power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh man, beautiful, beautiful thing. Well guys, this morning it's Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. And I want to talk to you about something this morning. That if it's just a story, then who cares? But if this story is real, and this took place... It is the most important thing you will ever hear in your entire life. 
the most important thing you will ever hear in your entire life. I got people's attention. That's good. The story we're going to talk about is what happened on Good Friday and then on Easter Sunday. Because it is the culmination of this entire story about God's plan for redemption of mankind. You say, well, Pastor Jason, you know, I've heard this story before, but how do I know that it's true? How do I know that it's true? I, you know, it's words in this book, but how do I know that it's true? Well, let me first say something about this book. This book, this Bible, the holy, inspired Word of God, you have to understand that it was written over the course of 2,000 and some years. It was written by more than 40 different people in different countries, in different languages. Yet the entire T of this Bible is a coherent, perfect story about God's plan for redemption of mankind. You see, Liz and I can't even write a story together that doesn't have all these things that say, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's not how that... This Bible, this Bible, the perfect word of God, tells us of a story, and we have to believe and understand that this is God's word. It happened the way the Bible says that it happened. And so this is not just a story or a fable or something somebody made up. The story we're going to talk about this morning happened and is the truth and is the most important thing that you will ever hear. And you see, in the Gospels and in some of Paul's letters, it talks about after Jesus defeated the grave, he was seen by over 500 people. You know how many people in the court of law it takes to prove something? Less than 500. I love it when God does things immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. He's like, I am going to show myself not just to one person or two, which would be upheld in the court of law, but I'm going to show myself to over 500 people that I defeated death, that I defeated the grave. And the manuscripts that were written were original manuscripts that got passed down from generation to generation. So when we look at these Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that talk about the story, they're written by either eyewitnesses or people who knew eyewitnesses that saw it happen. So you can't tell me it's not true. It is true. And so we need to understand this this morning. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 23. You see, throughout this entire Bible, again, God's plan for redemption of mankind, you see the story play out. He created man and woman in his image. Man sinned. He was separated from God and needed a Savior. Needed someone to pay the price for the sins. 
And you look in the Old Testament, I'll tell you, we're reading some of the Old Testament in our Bible reading plan. The amount of sacrifices that they had to make for their sins, it's just like, how did they do that? I would be sacrificing something all the time, right? All of us would be. How many of you are perfect in here this morning? Hold on, yeah, (laughs) because of the blood of Jesus. It was like a trick question that Ryan got right. No, what I'm saying is none of us are perfect only because of the blood of Jesus. Only because he paid the price. So I'm going to take you to the story on the cross, starting in verse 36. Luke 23, verse 36, it says, The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If... If, there's unbelief in the word if, yeah? If, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. Mocking him, mocking Jesus on the cross. If, we don't really believe what you say, if. And the ascription, verse 38, also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. Let's get all the languages up there. This is the king of the Jews. Verse 39. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him saying, If, again, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. If. Look at verse 40. The Bible does this all the time. Here's what one guy is saying on one side of Jesus. Remember, there were three crosses. On the other side, the other guy said this. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do you not even fear God? Do you not even fear God? You're blaspheming this Jesus. And you can see he began to believe All this guy sins. He's hanging on the cross next to Jesus. Every one of us in this room, that should be our fate. But look at this guy. Look what he says. Do you not even fear God seeing you are under the same condemnation? We indeed justly. Listen to this. So now he's starting to say this. Look, I recognize I'm a sinner. This guy on the cross has given the gospel message. I never realized this before. As I was reading it, he is giving the gospel message. The guy on the cross at the very last minute, at the very last second. He's given the gospel message. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. The due reward of our deeds, of your deeds, of my deeds, of our sin is death. It's death. The Bible makes it clear. I certainly didn't go and do the whole apologetics and prove absolute certainty of the Bible, but I believe you need to understand that the Bible is true, and because it is true, the Bible says the wages of sin are death. So this guy is hanging on the cross, but he says we're receiving our due rewards for what we've done. But this man, now he's pointing at Jesus, 
Wait a second. But this man, this man has done nothing wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why is he on the cross if he's done nothing wrong? Because he's on the cross paying for our sins. He's paying the price. He's the sacrifice. He's the lamb that needed to be slain for you and for me. But this man has done nothing wrong. Sinless, spotless, perfect Jesus walking on this earth. Verse 42. Then he said to Jesus, look at his first word, Lord. He's got it. He's got it. He, he, he's looking, he's like, wait a second. This is a perfect man. He committed no sin, yet he's dying on the cross. This has to be my Lord. This, he has gotten the revelation. He's got the revelation. His eyes have been opened. He can now see exactly what he needed to see. He is now seeing what every one of us need to see. The most important thing you will ever hear and ever need to see is this. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Oh, right there. You like we come up with like all these fancy words that we have to say to receive Jesus, and it's a special prayer. If I just pray like this, then this, then this, then this, then this, then it works. No, you have to believe in your heart. You have to believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth, but you believe with your heart. This guy believed with his heart. He said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. This man gave the gospel message. He realized that sin deserved punishment. He recognized that Jesus was the sinless, spotless Savior. And he accepted him as his Lord and Savior. Because he believed in heaven. He said, where you're going? To that kingdom. I want to go to. And the only way to get there is through believing in Jesus. And on that cross, he believed. On that cross, he believed. Here's Jesus' response, verse 43. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Assuredly. Not like, well, you know, there was this one thing you did a little while back. It's not even really why you're on the cross. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that first. Before I let you come into heaven, let's have a... No. Assuredly. Jesus recognized his belief. That man's belief that he truly was the son of God. And that's all that it takes, church. It takes that recognition that Jesus truly is the son of God. That he truly did pay for your sins and mine. Assuredly, I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today, which means as that man died, that was today. As Jesus then died on the cross, it wasn't like Jesus went to hell and had this battle for three days and it was all this terrible, difficult thing and it was just like this epic battle that you see on movie scenes, you know. Oh, and there's swords flying back and forth. No, Jesus says, I'm going down, I'm getting the keys to Hades, and I'll see you a little bit later in heaven. 
Yeah, today, he said. Jesus wouldn't say today if he was going to be in hell for a couple days. He said, today I'll see you. So his spirit, where did it go? It went up to heaven. And as the body laid in the grave for three days, his spirit was in heaven. So then Jesus dies, this man dies, Jesus dies. And if you look at the words that Jesus said on the cross at the very end, the most important words, I don't have them on the screen, just listen to me. It says this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Something needed to pay the price and have that separation from God for just a moment, for a period of time. Another thing he said, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Do your will, God. Father, do your will in this situation. Remember, he prayed in the garden. (laughs) Not my will, but yours, God. Not my will, but yours. And he also said, it is finished. It is finished. The price paid. It's done. Complete. I don't know what dictionary you look at, but finished to me means... Finished. Complete. Done. All the synonyms for finished mean finished. Yeah? All of them. Get out your thesaurus. Does anybody even use a thesaurus anymore? Oh, an actual one? Okay, like a, like, a, like a paper one? I don't know. I was doing a crossword puzzle. I have no idea why I'm saying this. I was doing a crossword puzzle the other day. Man, Google is so sweet, man. You can get every crossword puzzle. You ever need synonym of, right? You can get anything you need. It's called cheating. That's right. I wasn't, I wasn't pretending like I got the crossword puzzle myself. Okay, what was I talking about? Look, the pri- it is finished. Complete. Price paid. Done. So let's go to Luke 24, a little bit further down in the story. Because you see, there has to be more than just something dying and paying the price. There has to be victory over the death. There has to be victory over the death. Because in the Old Testament, there was sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, yet none of those things came back to life. None of those things were resurrected. None of those sacrifices were resurrected. Well, did this one? Was this one? Was this one sacrifice? Was this the one that did it? Luke 24, starting in verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and a certain other woman with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed, another great word, about this. And behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. He is risen. Whoa! He defeated death. Whoa! This is a sacrifice like no other. This is the one. This is the pardon of all pardons. This is it. This is the one. 
Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying, this is what we said this morning when we started worship, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day, rise again. He is risen. He paid the price. The man on the cross recognized this, and he believed in his heart. And it changed his destiny for eternity. It changed his destiny for eternity. So I was thinking about what this means for our lives. What does this mean for us? So, you know, if you go out to dinner and you're there and someone, like you don't realize someone else is there and they pay for your dinner, you're like, ooh, I should have ordered the steak. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like one of those afterthoughts. You're like, darn it. If I would have known so-and-so was over there, I would have got the big steak, right? <clears throat> so you think about it. And you'd be pretty happy that someone, someone paid the price for your dinner. I'd be pretty happy. Let's say your mortgage. Let's say you got a letter in the mail that said, Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. whomever, Ackerman. Yeah, let me, let me speak that one out into existence. <laughs> Your mortgage has been paid in full. And I owe a little bit on it. And so I would start doing some kind of happy dance. Yeah? Would you not do a happy dance if you got a letter in the mail that said your mortgage was paid off, right? You'd be like, put on some music, baby. We are having ourselves a party. Oh, man, you'd be, you'd be dancing outside. You don't care what the neighbors think. At this point, it doesn't matter with the noise you're making. You're having a party. Someone paid the price. But now think about this story. What if you were in jail? What if you were in jail? And there was no way to get out. There was no way to get out. You committed some crime that put you in jail jail and you're no matter what you did in that jail you could not pay the price to get out you're like I'm going to be really really nice to everybody here doesn't get you out well I'm going to be really nice to the warden because maybe this this guy or gal can pull some strings for me so that maybe I could get out doesn't work all of your good works, all of your trying, you cannot get yourself out of that jail. You can't do it. And as time is approaching, you realize that you are not only just in in jail, but you are on death row. And that the end is coming. And you look out the window some days and you say, oh, if I could just have this freedom, if I could just get out of this prison, if I could just get out of this jail. I didn't even do that much wrong. Why am I even here? And you're sitting in your jail cell and someone gives you a note. Someone gives you a note and says, your sins, your crime, your punishment has been paid for. It has been paid for in full. In full. And in fact, you are no longer on death row, but you are now allowed to leave this prison. 
You know, you may have been doing a dance when the mortgage got paid off. But if you aren't doing the scream and the cheer and, the, and just yelling and worshiping and falling down, I don't know when you would want to do it. But do you understand that that picture is what every one of us has the opportunity of? The pardon is there. The price has been paid. The letter is sitting right there at your jail cell. Will you open it up? Will you receive it? Will you take that gift this morning? Will you take it this morning? And say, Jesus paid the price. He paid for the pardon. All I have to do is believe what he did. 500 people saw him. And not only that, but I know he's real. Because I have a relationship with him. That's how you know when something is real. Not just when you see it, but when you know it. So bow your heads with me this morning. I want to ask you a question if you're here this morning, eyes closed, head bowed. Worship team, you can begin to come up. But don't let their movement bother you. I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you made that decision? Have you received that pardon? Have you, as the Bible says, the wages of sin are death? Have you said, I've never received that beautiful gift of what this Easter Sunday means. And today, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you can do that happy dance. Today is the day you can say, you know what, I've been running for years trying to do this on my own and I can't get out of the jail cell. I can't get out I keep trying and trying and I'm trying to be a good person and I'm trying to do good deeds and I give and I'm helpful and I'm nice and I help the lady, old lady at the Wegmans grocery store get the thing on the top shelf she can't get herself. That must be good enough. The Bible says it's not good enough. Nothing you can do is good enough but the only thing you have to do is believe and receive that beautiful gift that he has given us. Of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, raise your hand. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't go another day without it. If you're watching online, I want to say this prayer with you. Father, I know that I am a sinner. I know I'm stuck in this jail cell. And I need a Savior. Father, I ask for your forgiveness. And today I believe that Jesus Christ truly is the Son of God. Truly lived a perfect life and paid the price on the cross for my sins. And that he defeated death and on the third day rose from the grave.
So Lord, I repent of my sins today. And I invite you, Jesus, into my life as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed just for a moment. Maybe you've already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you've been like, Pastor Jason, (laughs) I'm tired. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of trying to do all of this on my own. And I just want someone to pray with me. I want to rededicate all that I am, all that I have to this Lord and Savior named Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, just slip your hand up. I'm not going to ask you to come up here. I just want to say a prayer with you. Thank you. I see your hand. Who else? Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand, Max. Love it. That's you. Just keep that hand raised. Father, we thank you for the boldness of those who have raised their hand this morning. Who have said, I want more of Jesus in my life. I am tired of running, of striving. I receive this morning the beautiful gift of grace, of forgiveness of sins. I'm reminded of the strength and power that come from you and from you alone. Father, you know every situation of every person's hand that was raised. And I ask you, Lord, that you minister to their life. Work in their situation. Father, they seek wholeness, and sometimes wholeness is difficult and sometimes painful, Lord, but you are with them through it all. And that you work all things together for good for those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. So, Father, we thank you for them today. Bless them. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Stand with me. We're going to sing one more worship song. We're going to sing to Jesus, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, and then I'll be back up and dismiss you in just a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's our living hope. Anything, babe? Do I always have something? <laughs> I just am full of joy. Amen. We're going to go out in this day and just be full of joy Amen. because he's alive. Amen. He's alive. How many people grew up with that song? He's alive. That's right. He's alive. I'm not a singer. Can't keep going. Well, I want to, but I can't. Man, what a great song. Joy unspeakable. The Super Bowls got nothing on Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Nothing on Resurrection Sunday. Because his victory has no end. Amen. Victorious over every unpaid bill. Amen. Over every cancer, over every sickness. Come on. Over every issue, every broken relationship. He's the he's the fixer. He's the great fixer. He's the great lover. Amen. 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 Uh, We have some prayer teams that are going to be up front. I know it's Easter Sunday. You guys got plans probably to do stuff. I get it. Uh, But we have some prayer teams up here. If you need prayer for anything, I just recommend it's not going to take long. They're not going to pray for 45 minutes over you. But they'll just say a prayer, agree with you, whatever you need agreement with. They will speak life and scriptures over you. 
And they will be in agreement with whatever it is that you have going on in your life. They will pray with you. So as I close, I have a benediction I want to read out of Hebrews 13. Just receive this. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. Happy Easter. You are dismissed.